It's time for Dixie State University Athletics on KXDS Santa Clara, 91.3 The Blaze. DSU Athletics is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now, it's time for DSU Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Oh, yeah. What's going on, Trailblazer Nation, St. George, Southern Utah? This is the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln pregame show. We got Dixie State and Wisconsin, a softball matchup at home. Boy, we cannot wait for this one. Jacob Zimmerman here alongside James Guerin. We are ready to get to this one. This one actually just got underway a few brief moments ago. And, James, it's already 2 to nothing for Dixie State. Yes, it is. Fast, fast start already. And let's get this feed going. I'm already excited to call this one. We got to allow the uh, stream. We kind of blew it there. <laughs> stream a little back behind. But there's a shot to deep left center field up against the wall. Rounding third coming home. And with a stand up double for Dixie State, Hannah Hughbanks, who... Jacob really is one of the stars of this team. Tell us a little bit about her. So Hannah Hubanks on the year this year, James, when you're looking at the stats, 302 batting average. That's pretty solid through 17 games so far. 13 hits in 43 at-bats. Hasn't gotten a ton of at-bats compared to some of her other teammates. But, you know, when she's been up to the pay, she's been doing a good job. She has, and she's uh, one of the leaders on this team she's she had a breakthrough uh season last year and really put herself on the map just a junior but she has been one of the more productive players and it looks like wisconsin's already going in for a pitching change jacob wow well i mean a third of the inning in you give up two doubles back to back i mean wow that's kind of a well, a hot button, would you say? I it's mean, incredible. It's, I mean, two nothing down early. The, the pitcher for so that was on the mound for Wisconsin. Magna Nemo, yes, Tessa got the start. Number one, very quickly has been replaced. So double from Eldridge, double from Hughbanks. Is that all we have so far? Yeah, just those first three batters of the lineup. And Coach Simpkins, you know, he's been with Dixie State for... No, we got a... Clemens had an ad bat hit an RBI. So that's what gave us the second run. So it was three doubles in a row. Yes. That's insane. That's probably the hottest start of the year for Dixie State. (laughs) I mean... As we're here in this pitching change, just looking at the season slate so far, James, they're pretty hot right now this time of the year. A game that just went six innings, 14-6 to six against Maine. Uh, just yesterday, you go back to Thursday against Southern Utah, they get the dub 3-1. to one. And when you look at Wisconsin to kind of match things up here in 2022, I believe they just played Southern Utah, yes, and they lost. So Dixie State may have the advantage here today, and the scoreboard shows it. Yeah, so the new pitcher on the mound for Wisconsin is Ava Justman, the 5'8 sophomore out of Northridge, California. Yes, Ava Justman has 
a 4.00 ERA so far this year. She's 2-5, and and so she looks like she is a starter, but getting some relief time. As that second pitch in there, high and inside, and for Dixie State now, it is. This is Lockhart. Yeah, Lockhart. Laura Lockhart. 2-0 pitch, and this one has contact, and second baseman gets there, throws it over to two, and they're going to say safe. Do you got to get a tag there in that situation? So it just looked like I think the, the base runner was reading the second baseman, and there was a potential chance that it would drop. Let's see if she drops it. No, she holds on. Great catch there. But she was off the bag, so she threw it back, but it was not in time. But a good heads-up play that time from the Badgers to... Oh, they did call her out. It was a double play. So they're going to switch the call. And after the top of the first, Dixie State will be on top. It was Ellie Hubert making the play, the catch, and the throw. Get another replay, just whips it on over, and yet the hand just a little late, and the foot on the bag by the shortstop for the third out. So we're going to move to the bottom of the first. Already your score, two runs in favor of the Trailblazers over the Wisconsin Badgers. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Hi, I'm Mia Hamm. As a professional soccer player, I know how rewarding sports can be and how quickly injuries happen. So I've teamed up with the American Association of Orthodontists to ask athletes to play it safe. With my years of training, I know what it takes to become an expert, and orthodontists do too. They're the experts who help people obtain healthy, beautiful smiles. Wear mouth guards, face masks, and helmets to prevent injuries. Keep smiling and visit braces.org. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. And welcome on back. Trailblazer Athletics here on The Blaze. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin, bringing you Dixie State Softball. Carl Brooksfield, location of today's matchup, hosting the Wisconsin Badgers. James, who do we have up to bat? Up for the Badgers now is Kayla Conwent, the 5'10 senior out of Salem, Wisconsin. And that's another thing I've kind of noticed about Wisconsin sports is that they they keep their talent within the state. Ah, I've noticed that about their football program, baseball program, and they're pretty much well-rounded in, in every sport. As this one is in the dirt, and we are at a 3-0 and count. Yeah, perhaps some young athletes over there in Wisconsin, a little underrated. Kayla Kahn went this year the best batting average by far for the Badgers. 3-8-3, James. That's really solid. Most, almost second in at-bats. 47 has 18 hits so far this year. She takes a good hack at that one. Fouls it off to the right side, and now it is a 3-1 count. So some more information on Dixie State's pitcher, Tyler Denhard. 
best ERA on the squad this year. So you got top ERA going up against top batting average for both squads. Good location. Kiss the outside corner that time. And that's where you want to pitch against someone that has a lot of power like Conwent has and that average that she has as well. So good location that time down low. Got a full count now. And the pitch and swung on, and this one is fouled. Hits the backstop and staying alive, Jacob. That's something that I've always kind of uh, brought into my broadcasting world is staying alive. I always bring up the Bee Gees <laughs> for the staying, Bee Gees? staying alive in the at-bat, you know, the Isn't, song. They're the artists who made that, staying alive. Yeah. Staying, the one that you're supposed to do the, the CPR, CPR to. Yeah. Yes. And this one inside, but takes a swing at it anyway. I believe it actually might have made contact with her, but the swing makes it a foul ball. Yeah, one of those, those interesting plays where the ball doesn't really travel, ricochets off something, goes into fair play, but it's still foul. And the full count pitch, and this one is in the opposite batter's box, and she will trot her way over to first base, and that will be the first base runner of the afternoon for the Badgers. Yeah, that one got just a little high and outside. Don't know if she was aiming for the corner or trying to get you know the Badger to swing on that. Cont went, though, is going to move to first with a walk. Now for the Badgers, as it looks like there's going to be a pinch runner. going to be number 55 and there is no 55 on our roster so i can't tell you <laughs> i got you i can't James. tell you who that is 55 <laughs> that's who's on first base pinch running right now interesting and that one right down broadway good looking pitch that time from denhart uh, james i got you it's eden dempsey Oh, it's on the third sheet. Five foot four freshman from Jefferson, Wisconsin. So, all right. And here's the 0-1 pitch. And again, right down the middle. And she's just inviting Hubbard to take a swing at it. And, you know, that, those are one of those pitches where you kind of watch it go by. And then you go, man, should have swung at it. Yeah, it's like... You know, sticking your hand through the cage at the zoo. You know, it's only a matter of time. You know, you tempt, you tempt, you tempt. They're going to bite at some point. And this one in the dirt now, one and two. And a good-looking crowd, Jacob. I mean, the weather is perfect outside right now. Clear skies. I mean, we were saying as we pulled up to do this broadcast, it's just a beautiful day in St. George, the best day in a while and nearly had a roller to first, but it'll be called foul. Yeah, it rolled off her foot that time, and, you know, those always hurt. You take a look right here at the replay. Boom, right off the top of your foot. Ouch. Hits, hits that big toe, and luckily that was a slow pitch that time, not a fastball. But again, with the 1-2 pitch. And this one way out of the zone, but... Decides to check swing anyway and makes contact with it. So Ellie Hubbard this year stepping back into the box right now. Hubbard 
273 average, 55 at bats, most on the squad, 15 hits this year, four RBIs. And this one just misses inside. Good look that time. And now the count is even at two apiece. How about Dixie State, though, getting off to a supreme hot start, forcing a pitching change just one out into the ball game. Well, you know, I remember mentioning on your show, as this one is swung on and fouled away, I remember... The Jacob Zimmerman Yeah, we were talking on your show, and I remember we were talking about the scores from over the weekend, and but Dixie State had lost, like, pretty much, I think they lost four games, but in two of the games that they scored in, they scored first. Mm. So they've been used to getting off to hot starts this this whole season. So this isn't a complete surprise to me. And that one is outside. So we are at a full count now. Denhart, you know, probably trying to make something for her double play ball right here, trying to get one to go towards the second baseman because Hubbard is a lefty. So trying to get her something low, turn two. And that's exactly what she does over to two, but just going to throw it over to first. So a good stop that time. I believe it was Eldridge, Carly Eldridge, the younger sister of Mallory Eldridge. Yeah, look at that. What a play. Hit right over to second. Dove onto the knees and scooped it up, flipped it over with the right hand. Clean play. Yeah, not quite the result that they wanted, but it was the idea was there. Just could not turn the two, but still got one. So we got a runner on second now, one away. And for Wisconsin is Fiona Girardot as she looks at strike one. And James, right now we have a good angle. Eden Dempsey on second base. No lead off, but ready to zoom out. Keep an eye on that. And oh, watch out as that one gets her in the shoulder. Yikes. James, that might have even hit the helmet and the face mask. We'll need a, a replay on that, but she's walking it off. She's all right. And Oh, yeah, yeah right, right in the yeah. head. Wow. Oh, man. And that's why softball players have those cages. That's exactly. I hit her pretty yep. much right in the cage. Right on top of the helmet. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I mean, she's fine, though. She's fine. So we got runners on first and second now. A golden opportunity for the Badgers. And for the Badgers now is Peyton Bannon, the cleanup spot. And she takes a look at strike one. And that was that juicy part of the plate right there. And it looks like Rachel Campbell now is going to be briefly talking to the pitcher to Denhart maybe she knows something hey pitch it to this side of the plate so it was Gerardot who just took that shot Mm -hmm. right to the cage so that's a walk for her runners on first and second now 0-1 and good location right on the outside part of the plate 0-2, and, you know, being aggressive right off the plate or, you know, 
no pun intended, but being aggressive, you know, to the cleanup batter is always going to be effective. I mean, you you don't you don't ever want to get behind against your best hitter. No, not at all. So 0 and 2 now for Denhart in the pitch and this one's hit right back to the pitcher. Throws it over to first. Does not get it. Oh. Throws it away. And the runners both advance. And a golden chance missed by Dixie State. Both ad- what? both runners advance. And uh, man, oh, man, Denhart. That with the, That's an error on Denhart. But it was a good heads-up play. The, the ball came right back to her. And then... She yeah, had was, she had all the time in the world to that to one was gather nowhere herself. near Eubanks. Yeah, I mean it was. You know that's why they're a pitcher. That's why they're not a fielder. <laughs> no, no, really, that's uh, no disrespect. That's that's why first basemen are first basemen because they can't throw the ball to first. That's that's a real thing. As this one is fired in there, good recovery pitch that time, but an error on Denhart. It's not every day you see a pitcher make an error like that, Jacob. You know, it really, it's really not. That's a textbook throw. I mean, 99 times out of 100, that's a completed play. And this one is going to be outside. So there's two away now, and at the plate for the Badgers is Jolie Fish. The... 5'4", senior out of Midwest, Oklahoma. Midwest City. And the off-speed pitch that time outside. And two and one the count. Yeah, Jolly Fish, number 23. 2-1-2 batting average this season. Not off to a hot start, but an average start for her squad. Seven hits this year and 33 at-bats. Looking for her 11th RBI. And this one is popped up. Someone going to get there and undropped in center field. Two runs come aboard. And that's going to be Casey Crawford, I believe. That was the center fielder that time. Lost it in the sun, James. And let's see right here. And that is going to be Casey Crawford. And, Jacob, that's rare. That's a rare sight from one of the seniors of this Dixie State team. And a costly error that time. And just like that, we are tied at two apiece here in the bottom of the first inning. Very unfortunate for Dixie State. You thought not once, but twice they were going to escape that inning, not having given up a run at all. Instead, it's a tie ball game. And that really, you know, really hurts them considering the feat they were able to pull off in the top of the first. So this is Molly. Schlosser now. The five six freshman. And and I'm gonna try and pronounce the city that she's from. Okonomowoc, Wisconsin. What? Number twenty, Molly Schlosser from Okonomowoc, Wisconsin. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> I couldn't say that five times. O C O N O M O W O C. Okonomowoc. <laughs> And that pitch is outside on the payoff pitch. Who's in charge of creating these cities, James? It's Wisconsin. Is it someone's last name that just carries <laughs> over? I mean, that's incredible. Okanomawak. Yeah, it's easy to say. It's just you got to learn how to say it first. 
So the one-two pitch now from Den Hart. And swung on and fouled. Imagine, imagine being a weather girl, James, and you, you got to, I mean, behind you, you got the graphic, and it's got all these cities, and, you know, over the word stretching across Okonoma Walk, whatever you say. <laughs> How do you even fit that into a graphic or anything? Like, We're going to have to do some research about this place because this is an interesting city name. You know, maybe maybe during the next bottom half of the inning. Oh, I'm on it. <laughs> is there's a stop and play. And I didn't they know what's up. I didn't see what happened. Maybe it was a quick uh, infield conversation between Rachel Campbell once again. The name was derived from Kunu Mowak, the Potawatomi term for waterfall. Wow. Yes. And this one is swung on, dribbled over to short. Throws it over to first and safe. Throws it over to in a pickle here over to third. Throws it over to third. Tagged. And the side is retired. So a good step up play from the Trailblazers that time. They get the runner in the pickle and the inning is over. James, I know it ended in an out, but look at that speed from Molly Schlosser. I mean, what do they what do they have over there in the water in Okonoma Walk? <laughs> Man, oh, man. So a couple runs come across due to the error. Uh, two hits and one left on base. To the top of the second we go. We're all tied at two apiece at Carl Brooks Field. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's at 58 years old. For me, it was heart-wrenching. It takes a toll on everyone. I mean, it's a depressing disease to watch unfold before your eyes. You just don't see the, the, the person's souls like gone. This disease just ravages a family. It changes your life. The magnitude of it is indescribable. Now is the moment to stop Alzheimer's disease. Call Bright Focus at 855-345-6237. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Yeah, Trailblazer Nation, we're back. Top of the second two-all ball game. Badgers in the field. Dixie State back up to bat. Let's go. So 2-2 in the second inning, and number 22 at the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Oakley Trap. If only this was... And this one swung on up the middle, second baseman off the glove, and Jacob, that's going to be a single. I think that's what they're going to award her. And that play was just lost by the second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A lot, of, a lot of twos here today. But yeah, right up the middle. And, yeah, oh, they might give her the error on that because that was a playable ball. So it's going to be an error that time. Yeah, that's always confusing in baseball. How you don't know whether it scored a single or an error. And, you know, that can really affect what the percentage You is. know, I'm, I'm convinced. I think I heard this somewhere. I'm convinced that 
it really is up to the discretion of the scorekeeper of this of the person who's keeping I like that. So I don't know who it is for Dixie State, but whoever's keeping track of the stats, whoever's saying the stats, it's really up to his discretion. Which I think is kind of a gray area for baseball and softball, but that's just how it works. It kinda there kinda needs to be a little bit. And with I mean with it's it coming a human, down it's a human error. With it coming down to an umpire's call in the strike zone and stuff like that, it makes sense. Like if if a second baseman had to dive out completely and extend and then it bounces off their glove that that's not an error <laughs> that's no. almost an impossible play to make but a routine ball like that they they are going to give her the error and now looking at the first pitch for the badgers this is almeida or sorry for Dixie state yeah, Lauren Almeida. And James, she's having the best year so far for the Trailblazers. I mean, look at her batting average. 3-9-3 in 21 games, far and above everybody else. You know, second on the team in hits with 22, first on the team kind of by a mile in RBIs with 16. And out of Kamehameha Schools, Maui. It's so. interesting that they have her so low in the in the lineup with how well she's played this year. Well... They do that strategically. You know, they, they kind of want to keep the lineup balanced. You know, obviously you're going to put your that. your first four batters are genuine, generally your your best four hitters because they can get on base and then your cleanup guy can just bring everybody home. But if you have someone that can hit 390, you're going to put them, you know, maybe six or seven because who knows your five and six batters may get on base and here you are with two runners on base. It's all strategically, you know, placed based on who you're playing. And she looks at this one high and inside, two and one. Two runners on base or one? It's just runner on first. There is one out. No, that's not right. The score key, the score box is wrong. There's only, and she gets hit by a pitch that time. Wow. Just a little bit of contact. Oh, I guess there. I, uh, I guess I missed a play because it looks like Trap got out. <laughs> I didn't see what happened. Did Did you catch that? I missed it. There's only one I runner on base. I didn't see it either. Well, now there's one away with a runner on first. Maybe our stream. That's going to be Rachel Campbell now, the catcher, up to the plate for the Trailblazers, the five eight sophomore. Out of Castle Rock, Colorado. Yep, Campbell this year. The 5'8 sophomore. For Dixie State, 270 batting average, 37 at bats, 10 hits. And that one kisses the outside corner. But I think she's not she's not in there for her bat, Jacob. She is the catcher. Her fielding percentage as a catcher, 95%. That's wow. That's incredible. Out of 78 chances, she's had four errors. So that's... Oh, and this one is Great smacked. Contact. Holy moly, kiss that baby goodbye. Holy moly, Wow. And I think that one's still up in the air, Jacob. I, that one took flight. And you just said she wasn't known for her bat. 
Boy, she just proved you wrong, wow. James. You know, look at that. Holy, I, oh wow, that had to have cleared the feet the 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 fence by at least twenty feet. As this one just, where is that ball? You can't even see it on the camera. No effort whatsoever from the outfielders. I mean, that baby's gone. Two run shot. Four two game. Dixie stayed on top. Wow, and a change, a turn of events here. Dixie State all of a sudden doubling their lead and bringing up Casey Crawford, who had that costly error back in the first inning as she looks at strike one. But, man, what a moonshot that time from Lauren Almeida. I mean, this is exactly how you respond. You know, a couple costly errors, bottom of the first, after a nice, you know, nice opening to the game. You keep the momentum going as that pitch, very low, James. It looked like, you know, me going to the bowling alley. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. There was an old high school story. There was a guy who was a pitcher. His name was Paul. Ah. And, uh, And this one is hit towards short. She collects it, throws it over to first in time. Route number two. So Crawford is retired on a 5-3 easy play. We're back up to the top of the lineup. Already. We'll Rubio again. But, yeah, anyway, his name was Paul, and he uh, he threw a lot of dirt balls. <laughs> so we called him Dirtball Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that name very much. <laughs> and this one's squaring around to bunt this time. No contact. It is going to be Marissa Rubio who popped up to center field her lat, her first at bat in the first inning. Going through the blaze, Dixie State, Wisconsin softball. Jacob Zerman, James Guerin will be right back. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. So when you get to the corner of Smith and Orchard, you're going to want to take a you left. You are not going to Then what you're going to do is turn onto Martin Avenue. Avenue. Just broke up. And go past and the first three lights happy and then take it. the next left. I don't really think she's five more happy, blocks, but and you should be who there. am I to judge, right? Park anyway, on the right. That's I'll what see I heard you later last tonight. Night. It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Yeah, welcome on back. 4-2 ball game, Dixie State on top at home at Carl. Brooks Field, Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin, and we're having a fun one. Is that one great contact me, but that'll go foul of the first baseline. It actually, they caught it. Right fielder in foul territory. This time, I believe the right fielder, Shay Clements, and she has to go quite a ways out of play, almost on the dirt. Makes the catch, and just like that, one pitch, one out. 
It's a great snack. It's, I mean, it's a pitcher's dream, right? First out off of one pitch, you kind of can save yourself from getting too fatigued. Then hard again, and that one is low and away. 1-0. So that was Miklesh who just flew out. All right, so we got a <laughs> we got another name here. I mean, not as... Angelopoulos. Is, is that what it is? Angelopoulos. Yeah, you're right. It's not too hard. And this one is hit. And it is. And out again. So back to back. That one, not one pitch. So we take a look here. And this one was hit hard right towards the second baseman. And making the play for Dixie State. Carly Eldridge again. Wow. No, that's her second play that she's made today. And she's just only a freshman. Showing off the gold glove capabilities already as Christiana Angelopoulos just grounded out. And this one is high for ball one. And for the Badgers in the box, Brooke Kufo. Kuffle? Kufo? You know, they really, you know, you'd think that Division One rosters would put the pronunciation with the roster. I don't understand why they don't. It's never made any sense to me why they don't do that. Like, unless you are a media personnel close with the team, no one else gets phonetic spelling. <laughs> I think that's an issue, Jacob. If they and then, right. and then when broadcasters say the name wrong, there's all this backlash. It's like we don't get the phonetic spelling. No one tells us how to. We just kind of have to guess to the best of our ability. You're exactly right. uh, You have to do that a lot in the WAC. I had to do that all basketball season (sighs) long, James. And that one-and-one pitch is in the dirt this time. And fighting here, trying to give her team some life here. Back-to-back outs for the Badgers. And could be a very quick inning for Dixie State. Yeah, Brute Cuffle. 1-1-1 one 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 batting average, not too great this year. Only four hits, but somehow has ten RBIs. Yeah, a lot of those could be sack flies yeah. or errors as well. Which all go against your batting average. Those don't count as a hit. Mm. But the at bat still counts. Mm-hmm. So mm. so if you get on base but they throw the ball to second, like say they're trying to turn two. And this one's hit towards third, gloves it, throws it over to first in time for out number three. So a one, two, three inning for the Badgers. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on base. To the top of the third inning we go. You're listening to softball on 91.3 The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. (laughs) 
It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. And we're back to the third. We go. It's the top. Dixie State up 4-2 against the visiting Badgers of Wisconsin. This one's looking good so far. It is. You know, it's a good start for them. You know, off air, we were kind of joking about, oh, well, let's hope this is a mercy rule. But I was like, (laughs) this could be a good game. And it is so far. You know, both teams' bats alive early. And it looks like Wisconsin's going to stay with their pitcher, Justman. And the 0-0 pitch, and that one's going to hit the outside part of the plate for strike one. So how about Dixie State there with the pitching? Tyler Denhard starting to warm up now after, after giving up three runs. Goes out, out, out in the bottom of the second. We're already to the third. Three up, three down. You love to see that. Mm-hmm. And that 0-1 pitch is swung on and quickly down now 0-2. And, and Eldridge doubled in her first at bat and eventually brought around to score. And that one is hit right back towards the pitcher in in first or at first in time. So one away now for the Trailblazers. And yeah, that one just routine. You know, that's what Denhart was trying <laughs> yep. to do and, and ended up, you know, making way it better. Off. So really, if you take away those two errors from this game, she's throwing a shutout. But, yep. but you know, the pitcher made the error, so th- that's not an unearned run. If it was another player that had done that, that is an unearned run. Does that make sense? Yes. But because she was the one that but committed the error and allowed those base runners to move, that's on her. To move, not score? They didn't score off of her error. Yeah, but, but they, they, moved. they moved because of her. Interesting. It's however they get on base originally, whether it's a hit, error, walk. So Eldridge, you just grounded out, couldn't turn the defense into offense, although she's had two great plays so far at second. It's now Hannah Hughbanks, the first baseman. And hit up the middle, makes the stop, but too fast Hughbanks so in would, first. So would you call that play, if she, if that bounced off her glove, would you call that an error because she had to dive? <sighs> if it had Has bounced, to die for it. no, that, that would have been a hit. Because she still got on base, even if she had collected it as fast as she could and threw it over. That's still a hit. So, Hughbanks, two for two today with a double and a single. Could we possibly see a cycle here? I want to see a cycle, Jacob. You think she would go for it if all she needed was a triple? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was saying to you off air, we just saw a home run cycle. Incredible. From, uh, was it Oklahoma? I mean... It was a, it was a good school. There's been a lot of national softball coverage. I love it, dude. I think the sport is growing, and I think the girls love that too. They're getting more recognition, and this whole ESPN Plus thing. Now I know this isn't on ESPN Plus, but ESPN Plus, you know, you can watch like lacrosse, water polo. I mean, you can watch all these events that you would have never have thought to have watched, and ESPN Plus has done such a good job doing that. Thirty for thirties. 
30 for 30s. I mean, Peyton's places, Eli's places. They have big Poppy's places now for baseball. Abby Wombach's places. Wombach's. Yeah, I mean, they got everything. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's awesome what they've been able to do with ESPN. and Of course. And I think that's helping the game grow. And Clements. Or not. Yep, yeah, Shea Clements. Clements. Bats right through. is right. 5'7 Jr. from Vegas. And sometimes she'll she'll suit up and she'll get behind the plate as well. So just probably an off day for her. She's normally the catcher. But it looks like she's taking a day off, and this one's swung on and fouled. So the count evened up at two apiece. Yeah, this is the last day of the Dixie State Tournament. Kind of a quick recap of how they've done so far. 3-1 win on Thursday against SUU. Then they play New Mexico. They lose a close one, 6-7. to seven. Then they kill Maine 14 to 6 in a six inning game. And just like that, Dixie State in possession to go three and one in their own tournament. And swung on again. Is that one? That was close. That one was just outside of the bag towards third. And, you know, we always talk about, you know, Judkins, you know, for the basketball program being a tremendous coach and a tremendous recruiter. I don't think people talk about Randy Simpkins enough. I mean, that guy has done such a tremendous job with this program over the years. And, you know, we've seen some of the school's programs, and that one is a one-bouncer, and the runner is going to advance to second, and that one caught away from the catcher that time. So the runner advances on a full count. Look at that. Hugh Banks already on second. Only one out here in the top of the third. Perhaps Dixie State can increase their lead from two to three, four, five, who knows? But going back to what I was saying, I mean, we've seen the programs, you know, make that transition from D2 to D1, and we've seen them kind of struggle a little bit. But softball, they did have, you know, a losing record in their first year in Division One. But so far, you know, they've shown that they can they can compete with some of these big schools. And this one's a dribbler over to third base and that. safe all the way around. And that's going to be Clements who gets the infield single that time. And it looked like the third baseman for the Badgers, Girardart, didn't know exactly what she she was going to do with the ball there. It looked like for maybe a second, Eldridge was going to advance over to third, waiting for the throw over to first, but she held her at second, Mm -hmm. but then didn't get the throw in time. So That was such a beautifully placed ball there from Shea Clements. I mean... Just a slow roller right to third, and that's what forced that Gerard, you know, kind of confusion. But I hope they have her back in the box, James. And this one's hit, and this one is caught in center field. What's up with that? Go look at the stat feed that you have right there. Clemens right back back in here. I'm going to hand it over to you. I don't know why they brought her back. That play looked clean to me, James. We were raving over the, you know, the ball placement there from. Yeah, it says on here that she singled to third. So I don't know why they went back. And this pitch is in there for a strike. So, yeah. that mm, Confusing sequence. Yeah, that was a little strange there. I don't know exactly what happened, but Clements is out. So there's two away now. And it is Laura Lockard. I don't know how you go back in a play like that. And then ball in the dirt. Runner stays at second. Two away with a one-on-one count. 
So it looks like we gotta change our scorecards here. And say fly out. And this one is popped up over to the first base side and foul. Laura Lockhart this year in 2022 through 21 games, 328 batting average, 21 hits, 11 ribbies. In her first at bat today, she flew out to the second baseman. So looking for some more contact here, trying to bring that runner home from second. And this one's ahead again in foul. So not going away in the count just yet. Dixie State's pretty much been ahead of these pitches all day long. And I think you'd rather see them a little ahead than a little behind. You know, most of their hits have been over to the left side of the field. And, of course, that big two-run shot from Rachel Campbell. Almeida. I think it was Campbell, James. Almeida got hit by the pitch. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Rachel Campbell, that's right. And we're at a two-and-two count here. Decent-sized crowd for a Sunday afternoon. Clear skies. And this one ahead again. You know, Coach Simpkins got to keep his head on a swivel because, <laughs> you know, it seems like every pitch is coming down towards his way. Yeah, maybe uh, Simpkins had some, you know, extra wind sprints for the team <laughs> another practice ago. And the 2-2 pitch and swung on in. They're going to say foul because it hit Lockhart. James, you mentioned the crowd a second ago. Typically on Sundays, not too much traffic in St. George. They're all right here at Carl Brooks Field. They are. And um, isn't the baseball team in action today, too? You could check. I'm pretty sure they might be playing today so. as well, but I don't think they're here. This one swung on over to third, and yet another foul ball. That's four in a row for Lockhart. And she's really making adjustment work for it. I think you start to almost get a little frustrated if you're a batter here. Maybe take a chance at a ball that you're not quite ready for or let one go past that could I'll, be in the zone. I'll be the first to say it's more frustrating as a pitcher to keep having a batter foul off <laughs> than it is for the batter to keep fouling. True that. And again, Jacob, a fifth. Same oh, they're going to say it's fair. Wow. Umpire points in play. And finally... Ref got tired of it. <laughs> finally, Lockard... Gets on base, and what a battle from her as all of these ones were hugging the third base line. I mean, it's it's not just her. I mean, previously, Clemens, that's the exact same placement she just put it. Lockhart trying to go for the same spot. I mean, maybe they're looking at Gerardo over there at third base and saying, hey, we can take advantage of her. She's a weak link in the infield. So that is her first hit of the game. So we got runners on the corners now with two away. And it's going to be Oakley Trent, the designated player. It should just say DH. It's not. Is there a reason the difference between you DP know, I, and DH? I asked someone this a couple of years ago. And it, I think it was because that they are actually eligible to take any position on the field. Like if wow. they wanted to sub in for them, they could. But then someone else would have to become the DP. 
So the designated hitter can also play in the field. They're just an extra player. They're just not. not. They're just not because they're hitting for the pitcher. Does the pitcher ever hit? No. The pitcher does not hit, ever. Unless they're good, but unless they're a good hitter, and then they'll be the designated player for the hitter. But more times than not, they, they don't. And this one is hit. Center fielder going back, and the side is retired. So two hits, no errors, and two left on base. Still the same score, 4-2. to two, Dixie State leading the Badgers of Wisconsin. Don't go anywhere. To the bottom of the third we go right here on 91.3 The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Imagine me, a dog, moving in with a human. I didn't know how it would work. Turns out, my human's pretty entertaining. For instance, every time I give my human his ball... He throws it as far as he can. And I'm like, dude, that's your ball. So I go get it. But he just throws it. Again. I gotta say, though, the more he does it, the funnier it is. I love my human. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Trailblazers softball, looking to find it. We got it here on the Blaze. All things Dixie State Athletics. You can catch them right here. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin on the call. Wisconsin Badgers visiting in the Dixie State Tournament at Carl Brooks Field. The Trailblazers on top, 4-2 to in the bottom of the third. So back to the top of the lineup for the Badgers. In the third inning is... Conwent. Yes. And Conwent in her first at bat got walked and then got pinch ran. So that's another thing, Jacob, about softball is you can get subbed to be a pinch runner twice. Throughout the game. Yes. So she's already gotten pinch ran for once. If she gets a pinch runner to come in for her a second time, she has to stay out of the game. See, it's a little different than baseball. And it's great having you on the broadcast and, you know, all these little these little rules that, you know, I probably wouldn't take the time to you know look into. And that's just from experience. You know, it's just from doing so many games and, you know, it's just stuff I pick up on, you know, the crowd's usually like two feet right behind me. So, you know, they tell me some things off air, too. And this one's going to be outside. But you see that left bleacher right over there. Right by the dugout, that's where I would sit. So the crowd was literally two, three feet behind me. The left bleacher? The left bleacher that so you see behind home the play. I was on the outside of the dugout, right above where it says Dixie State on the wall. That's where I would be. And so... I see. Swung on and missed. Strike three. And Tyler Denhart started the inning off strong once again. Yep, and Conwent is going to go down... Couldn't get on base once again. And you love Dixie State continuing their momentum here. That's four straight outs. 
Yep, and that is her first strikeout here on the afternoon as well. But yes, four retired in a row Let's for go. Denhart. Let's get the K count going. For it's one Denhart. so far, and this one swung on and fouled. It's Ellie Hubbard up to the plate, and last time she grounded out on a routine 4-3 play. In the pitch, and took some mustard off of that one, trying to get her off the changeup to even the count at one. Yeah, slow and a little too high to take a crack at it. Hubbard this year, pretty good on the season. 2-7-3 average in 17 games played, leading the team in at-bats, 15 hits. And this one's chopped up and diving. Let it go out of bounds. And it does actually take the backspin. I got a little excited on that. As that one had so much backspin on it, you know, I think it it was Campbell who actually dove. And then Denhart tried to get it, but I don't think anybody touched it. Nope. They whiffed it both times. And they're at, wow, they're going to actually say that that was a foul ball. That's incredible. It's a gnarly backspin. That I, mean, was, I guess that, was, that happens when you when you undercut the ball like that. Oh, yeah. So kind of a weird play happening right there. And this one swung on it into the backstop again. Yep, just when you think you're going to get a free trot down the first baseline. Oh, get your butt right back into the box. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, that was a strange way to get on base. Or to not get on base. Or, yeah, to not get on base. And this one is swung on and hit right towards Eldridge. What a snack. And she says, uh-uh. Eldridge, I mean, three plays have came her way. She's converted really on every single one of them. That's her second snag, you know, without it it even hitting the floor on the day. And, you know, that's just a freshman, and that's probably why she's there, to make those acrobatic plays just like that. Showing the hop, showing the stretch. So five retired in a row now for Denhart. There's a check swing there, but... Checking over to first, and they're going to say no, did not swing, so ball one. Girardart. What? I said Girardart got hit by a pitch in her first at bat and came around to score off the error. And that one right down Broadway. Even things up and the crowd loving it so far from what there's is that an air horn? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> that I hear out there. I hope the uh I hope our listeners can hear that as well. So one and one count, two away. Denhart looking for another one, two, three inning. And that one missing outside now. So behind. Two and one. I like the strategy here from Denhard. Not throwing too many consecutive strikes. She's placed a lot of these pitches high and outside. And she's gotten the batchers to swing. And this one is hit and into the left field. That one gets away 
from the third baseman, but that would have been a tough play either way because that one kind of blooped over third and shortstop. I mean, that's a similar height of where that ball was hit that Eldridge just caught. Unfortunately, you know, infield had crept up just a little bit, and because of that movement, maybe if they're a few steps back, they would have been able to snag that one. Yeah, she was about a foot too short that time. So here is Peyton Bannon now. And that was Lockhart on that last play who couldn't quite get there. Almeida may have had a chance as well before Marissa Rubio fielded that one in left field. So Bannon popped out last time to the pitcher. Crazy. And then the throw over to first this is what brought in the two runs. The miss throw, the error, yes, is what moved it. The next play, the popped center field, yes, that error is what got the so two. There were two errors, yeah. There were two errors that inning. So zero and two now. The count on Peyton Bannon. <clears throat> and the O two pitch, and it looks like this one. She's just gonna take it. As it hits her. It hit the wrist? Might have just hit her side. Hit by pitch. Oh, elbow Oh, shot. she had an elbow guard. You know, it hit her right in the guard. That's why they wear those things. Look at that. She's probably used to get, she's like, she's probably wincing over there. She's going to have like, a little, little <laughs> golf ball there. It kind of yeah. looked like she already was bruised on her elbow. Looked a little bruised already. Yep, right there on the brachial radialis. So now we got runners on first and second, two away. And Denhart in a little bit of trouble here with Jolie Fish. And that one's going to find the zone. Oh, and won the count. Often on a first pitch like that, you kind of want to get a feel for it, even in your second at bat. But when it's right down the middle like that, you don't know if you're going to get that pitch again. And took a little bit of speed off of that. Gets her looking again. And in the hole now for Fish, 0-2. So Denhart trying to get out of the trouble here that she's in right now and trying to... Retire the side without any damage done. The payoff pitch. And this one's popped up into the air. And that is going to be caught for out number three. Almeida there. Routine fly ball. So no runs on one hit. No errors. And two left on base. And we still have a 4-2 ball game. Dixie State. On top of the Badgers of Wisconsin, you're listening to Dixie State Softball on 91.3 The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Charles and 
Carpet. Charles the Carpet King will carpet your entire house for only $39. That's right, your entire house for only $39. But don't expect Charles the Carpet King to do it himself because Charles the Carpet King passed away last week at 47 from the same disease that got his father, so he won't be around for his family. And sadly, it could have been detected early with a simple test, but Charles didn't get it. Have you gotten the medical test you need? For a list of tests every man should have, go to ahrq.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Yep, we're moving through here in Carl Brooks Field. Dixie State on top, 4-2. That's right, Trailblazer Nation. The Trailblazers on top of the Wisconsin Badgers. Top of the fourth, Jacob and James here on the Blaze. Lauren Almeida now, who got walked in her first appearance in the first inning, later came around to score. She looks at that high riser for ball one. So Dixie State already with a five-hit advantage in this one. You really would wonder the score if not for those two errors. 1-0 1-0 pitch, and that one in the dirt that time, 2-0, and Almeida, you know, showing, you know, her plate discipline in that first at-bat, taking four pitches, and already here taking the first two outside the zone, so great batter's vision right there. She looks at ball three again. and Hey, man, speaking of batter vision, 393, the batting average number, really proves it. Been the top hitter this year for Coach Simpkins. And that one low and inside for ball four. And so that is back to back walks now for Almeida. And that's going to bring up Rachel Campbell. So, Jacob, just like it was. In the second inning, Almeida gets walked, and then Rachel Campbell comes up, and last time hit that two-run home run. Mm. So same story here in the top of the fourth inning. She was hit by pitch in the second. This time, no contact, but gets on base anyway. And I think, you know, it makes sense. This is now her, her, I guess, 10th walk of the year, if you count that first one. And, you know, pitchers have been kind of scared of Almeida all season. Count is 1-0. Campbell looks at that one. You think they're going to pitch outside this entire appearance? (laughs) Pitch outside. And here it is. Swung on. And this one's going to be in play. Diving effort. No one's there. And runners are going to stay at first and second. But a good diving effort that time. I believe it was from Peyton Bannon coming over from left field. And Nearly making the play that time. So that is going to be a hit. So how about that? Rachel Campbell has a home run, has a single. You know what that means? She just needs a double and a triple. Double and a triple for the cycle. And, you know, the triple's the hardest one. But in softball, I think it's a lot easier because the bases are a lot closer than they are in baseball. They're 45 feet, not 60. And this one swung on, and that one's going to be out of play. It's going to be Casey Crawford who grounded out in her first appearance. 
Yep, this year for Casey, 3-2-1 average, 17 hits, has 14 runs, which is second on the team. So she's done a nice job of rounding the bases this year. Crawford looks at that dirt ball to even things up. And Crawford, you know, not, not a huge power hitter. You know, hits for contact. You know, hopefully uh, commentators curse happens again, like I said last time for Campbell. That was that was great. That was James. on point. And this one is chopped over to first, and first baseman just takes the easy out, steps on first to retire this, retire her. I think you'll take that, though. I mean, that's kind of what you asked, though, from Crawford. In that scenario, no outs, runners on first and second. That's a sacrificial single right there to first base, and both runners advance. Yeah, it's pretty much a sack bunt. If you want to say so, top of the lineup once again. Wow, it's going to be Marissa Rubio, and she is 0 for 2 so far here. And this one's going to bounce off a couple of Badgers, and one run comes across for Dixie State to extend their lead 5 to 2. Look at that, Almia. Hits home bag, home plate, as you call it. And that's another run for Dixie State. Just bounces right off the glove of the pitcher. And Wisconsin just can't catch a break right now. So one run scores. Campbell advances over to third. And Rubio gets on base. I think they're going to give her the single on that one because that was a hard hit ball. So we still have one away, and runners on the corners. That last play, Badgers pitcher Ava Justman nearly was able to scoop that one up. Could have been a double play. Instead, just a game of inches in softball as well, and another run for DSU, three-run lead. And the runner's going over to second, and they're going to say she's out. But however, the runner from third comes home and another run comes across so good strategic play oh, that yeah. time from Simpkins and I didn't want to say it beforehand but I was going to say look for the uh, you know there's a specific term for I it. I think she's safe on that replay too James. No I think her foot was right after the tag but oh, see that's close. they're looking for it but the runner from third comes home however they do lose and Eldridge is going to get on first after what looks to be an error from the shortstop. That play that E is going to go against Brooke Cuffle. Yep. Hit in the ground over to short. And yep, that is going to be an error. It was a playable ball that time. A lot of errors so far from both sides here early on. So let's see. Rubio got on base. Caught stealing. She got caught stealing. And you then call her. that an error because of how she got on. And then Eldridge just got on from an error as well. Yes. A lot of errors so far. But Dixie State has been scoring in that mix. So it's 6-2 to two now. Dixie State leads the Badgers. And looking to get more here. And this is going to miss outside. You know, Hannah Hubanks stepping up. who has got a double and a single. And... So we got two players in the mix to get a cycle. We would sure love to see that. 
And Hubanks is definitely capable of it. As this one is chopped at and foul. Yeah, I mean, Hubanks coming into this season was expected to kind of be the far and away best player. And while she's had a good season, I mean, just look at her numbers last year through 49 games, 395 batting average this year. Hubanks through 17 games has, you know, faced a different scouting report for sure. Only had a 302 average this season. So coming off a year where she had 31 RBIs and 62 hits. Trying to get back to those kind of numbers. And this one hit. And this is going to be caught in the left field. Oh, my. Holy camoly. That is Peyton Bannon leaping around out there and made the diving catch. Not just diving down, diving up for that one. Look at that. Oh, yeah. That almost might be a... Sports Center. Yeah, that was a good play that time. So the side is retired, but not before the damage is done. Two runs on two hits, one error, and one left on base. 6-2, Dixie State extends their lead over the Badgers. You're listening to Softball on 91.3 The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck for Dave2037 so he can buy anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. What are you getting Steve2037? Steve2037 will be just fine. Okay, but don't expect to borrow my anti-gravity boots. Save something for the future. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. It was just 4-2 a couple moments ago before Dixie State added a couple cherries on top. 6-2 now, your score, bottom of the Fourth, Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin. We're moving through Carl Brooksfield, the location of this one in St. George, Utah. Trailblazer Nation, we are doing well right now against the visiting Badgers of Wisconsin. Yep. And Tyler Denhart showing poise on the mound. Had a kind of a rocky start, but has then done well. And this one's hit right back to her and could not get the squeeze on the glove. So that's going to be a hit. For Schlosser to start things off here in the bottom of the fourth. Small little jinx there, James. <laughs> I don't think you call that an you call it an error? No, that's not an error. Almost a nutmeg there. So bottom of the fourth inning. Even though technically Dixie State is playing at their home field, they're not the home team. Which is wild. That threw me off there for a second. So Denhart. With the pitch, and this one looks good, and that one is in for a strike. So this is Allie Miklish up to bat, 5'6", senior from Stevens Point. And she flew out to right field in foul territory in her first at bat. Back in the second inning. 
and squares around for the bunt. And wow, Campbell with the oh my fast gosh. reflexes. I mean, didn't even give it a chance to go into play. I was going to say that too, James. I mean, it's just lightning speed. She just exploded out of that stance. I mean, your facial expression yeah, that says was, it. That was impressive. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I want to know what her squad is with that. <laughs> this one swung on and hit. And that one's going to find the gap. Runners going over to third, and they're just going to throw it into second now for a stand-up single. And the Badgers on the move. So that, you know, back-to-back singles right there, you know, that's probably, you know, the most success they've had since that first inning. And I think, you know, I don't know if we'll see a conversation on the mound, but if, you know, a walk gets given up or something happens in the next couple of moments, there might be that, you know, first initial conversation, you know, for Tyler Denhart. So it looks like we have a pinch hitter for the Badgers. It's going to be Morgan Coomer, the 5'8 senior out of Ellsworth, Wisconsin. Yep, Coomer coming in for Angelopolis. And Denhard will throw. Looks at that one low in the zone. And tell me a little bit about Coomer. What has she done on the season so far for the Badgers? Coomer this year, where's number four? We're looking at her stats. Kind of got to go down a little bit. But there she is, Morgan Coomer. one five two average. Looking for her sixth hit and still trying to get that first RBI. So she fouls that second pitch into the backstop for a one-and-one one count. So we're still runners on the corners. No outs. And this one at the knees, but umpire does not like it. So behind now, two and one. And, you know, you got to adjust the strike zone for each batter you face. I mean, when you're looking at the Wisconsin roster, I mean, she's about the average height at five foot eight, maybe slightly taller. And this one hit towards right field. Runner's going to tag. Here comes the throw home. And not in time, but nearly a good play that time. I mean, it might have been in time there, James, but just a bobble of the ball there from Campbell as we see a replay here. If yeah. she catches that cleanly, I think she's getting that tag. You know, time. and as an outfielder, that that's a perfect throw. You know, the one bouncer right to the catcher's vicinity. And Campbell maybe just was trying to do it a little bit quicker than she wanted to. And so it is a sacrifice fly for Coomer. So she does get her first RBI. Look at that. Oh, man. And this one's hit into center field and making the catch for Dixie State is the center fielder Crawford. And she was getting back there, James. She had to turn and run immediately, just a couple feet away from the wall. Right on the warning track. Yep. 
So that was Clements who actually made that throw to home. So it looks like another run. No, no one. Still no runs. The runner stays at first. Six to three now after that one, you know, sacrificial yes, first RBI. After the first sack fly. From Coomer. And that one outside for ball one. So this is the shortstop or 18. This is. No, this is no. Conway. This is back to the top of the lineup. Cuffle just flew out to center field. So back to the top of the lineup, and Conwent looks at that one for strike one. That's a good way to recover from giving up back-to-back singles. You go fly out, fly out. You know, the Badgers are still getting contact on Denhard, but in these situations, they're not hitting anything over the fence. And that one kind of got away from her that time. That one over the over the batter's head. Yes. That one is a really high pitch because when you look at Conwent's height, she's she's five ten. The two one pitch, and that's in in the zone. Looked like it was gonna be just a tad bit inside. So now we're evened up at two apiece with two away. Runner on first. Right on the inside corner there, James. Beautifully placed ball. Had some heat on it, too. And this one is low. Trying to get her to chase something. And now we are at a full count. Two away. The payoff pitch of the inning. For me, trying to hit something low and inside, you know, I don't like that. I'm not going to swing at that. If it's low and outside, I might I might take a reach for it. Especially if I'm 5'10", like she is, and you know, has has the advantage. And swung on and it was ahead that time. And foul towards the third base side, so she stays alive in this at bat. I wish we had a hot button for just like a two second or a one second blurb of staying alive. And then stop. After every time I say staying alive, <laughs> just play that two second clip right after. And swung on, and this is going to be fouled once again. See, like right now, I'd press the hot button. After every foul ball. <laughs> after, after, after every opportunity there is to stay alive in the at-bat. Not after every pitch. <laughs> it has to be in a situation where you're staying alive. When like you're in two, two strikes. When you're on a two-strike count. Gotcha. And after a foul ball. And this one is low, so she's going to take... Another walk, and that's her second walk of the afternoon for Conwent. Yep, Conwent's just had a nice stroll today in Carl Bricks Field. Been enjoying the weather, walking all over the place. So now we got runners on first and second, and it is Ellie Hubbard. She is 0 for 2 in the contest here today. Looking for that first hit. And this is going to kiss the outside part of the plate for strike one. Yep, Hubbard with a lot of experience this year and 55 at-bats. The fifth spot in the lineup for her is pretty solid. Trying to get that first on-base action today. And trying to look for the same location that time, but 
still misses. So one and one now. And the pitch. And that looks good. And it is for strike two. What's her pitch count right now? Can you tell me? For Denhart. Take a guess. I would say through four innings, I'd say about 50. She's at 77. Wow. That was way off. <laughs> I mean, you know, as a coach, you always would like to see, and this one's hit into the left center gap. And it's going to fall for a hit. And it's going to be a stand-up double for the Badgers. And we got a game, Jacob. I think it's time you have a conversation on the mound with Den Hart, her first one. Gave up two singles to start. Giving up some deep flyouts. And then when you look at that one, that was That, that one was hit the fence. Close. That one hit the fence oh. without the ground. So it, it was three feet from being a home run. So I think if you're Simpkins here, Coach Simpkins, you gotta you gotta talk to your hurler. You gotta see if she's okay, if she can finish this one out. Because Badgers are vulnerable now. They're in a situation where they can now take the lead with two men on base. Yeah, Dixie State vulnerable for sure as the Badgers are hunting as Badgers do. So a double for Hover. That's her first hit on the afternoon. One for three now. I got to think a conversation is going on based off of uh, our Oh, we are getting a pitching change after that. And it is number 17 for Dixie State. It's going to be Kate Delinsky, the 5'8 senior out of Fort Langley, British Columbia. Yes, and I remember calling a game this year with Delinsky in it. Delinsky, 5'8'9 coming in. This year, in 19 appearances, unfortunately, one in six. I believe the game I did call, though, she got her only win. Delinsky has started five. So three and two-thirds innings worked for Tyler Denhart. She started off good, and then that last inning, the Badgers started to get the best of her, but giving up. Four runs. I think two of them were only earned, however. So keeping her ERA still intact there. So this is going to be Kate Delinsky to try and clean up the job now for Dixie State. And I messed up on that. That was Delinsky's stats last year with a 5.89 ERA and the 1 and 6 record. This year already has two wins, 2 and 3, 4 2 8 ERA. So she's improved. And that one is fired in there for a strike and a little bit of change of velocity. Between the two pitchers, between Denhart and now Delinsky. So watch here for a couple more swings and misses. I believe Denhart only had one strikeout. That's right. She I only counted one. That one low and in the zone that time. So beautifully placed ball on the outside corner now 0-2 the count. And I mean, James, you got to think Wisconsin, I mean, they have you know an argument maybe even over New Mexico to beat the best team at Dixie State will face here in this tournament. If they could get the win here on the fourth day, it'd be impressive. And hit towards shortstop Almeida over to first. And in time for out number three to save the damage from the Badgers. What a rocking throw there from Lauren. Getting all over that one. 
Scooping down with the left hand. Right in stride. Perfect form. Shuffled the feet, picked the ball up, brought it to your body, fired it over to first. Just a perfect play. 6-4. Dixie State leads. To the top of the fifth we go. We'll be back right here on The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. I'm the only one in school that can tie his own shoes. Most kids make fun of me because I still believe in the tooth fairy. A third of the kids in my eighth grade class drink alcohol regularly. Over 99% of my class has been offered illegal drugs. Half of my college classmates binge drink, abuse drugs, or do both. But the frequent dinners I had with my family have helped make sure I'm not one of them. Learn more about the National Center on Addiction and Substance Abuse at Columbia University's Family Day at casafamilyday.org. Dinner makes a difference. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Welcome on back. This is the Blaze 91.3, the place to be for all things Dixie State Athletics. It's softball season, folks. Trailblazer Nation, we're off to a pretty good start. 6-4, top of the fifth as we are, you know, kind of nowhere near the start now. We're moving through. Yeah, top of the fifth inning. Quite the excitement from both sides. Both teams getting some runs across the board. Both teams making some good defensive plays as... Squares around for the bunt. And the stream <laughs> was a little bit behind, but it looked like Shea Clements was already on first base. And it looks like that one was Laura Lockard who made the sacrifice bunt. So it looks like Clemens got a single somehow. It was a single, okay. So now it is Oakley Trap. We got runner on second. And good framework that time from the catcher to give her pitcher the first strike. Yeah, I think you take the bunt there in that last situation for the out. Later in the game, I think, you know, where your runner is at is more important than the out. And that one is going to be hit towards third base and making the diving effort will be Fiona Girardot. Over at third. That's a couple of times now we've seen her over at third base get down and dirty. She makes that diving effort that time and thought about throwing it to second for two. So now it is Lauren Almeida who has walked in her first two attempts and she swings right over the pitcher and in time. At first for the out. So, not quite a 1-2-3 inning, but a four-batter inning and one hit. No errors. One hit and one left on base. 
quick top of the fifth inning to the bottom of the fifth inning you go. Same score, 6-4. We'll be right back here on The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. I lost my vision five years ago, thought I'd never read again. Then she discovered Talking Books, a free program through the Library of Congress's National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped. Keeping me connected to my world, now you're talking. This year, the Talking Book and Braille program celebrates 80 years of delivering books and magazines right to the doorsteps of those unable to read. From children to seniors and veterans. Letting me read what all my friends are reading too. Now you're talking. To learn more, call one 888 nls read it's back to the action for dsu athletics brought to you by ken garf st george ford lincoln we now return you to dixie state athletics on 91.3 the blaze and welcome on back it's the blaze. It's the place to be for Dixie State Athletics. Six to four. Your heading score heading into the bottom. Of I believe the- a four run or less game. However, if there's two batters on base, there's like some weird thing. Like if there's three available runs to score, but you can't like blow the save. So say it's eight to four, and then it's eight to seven. You didn't blow the save, but now it is a save. Hmm. Because a four-run, there's some weird algorithm. I don't know it by the book, but there's some loophole for that. But, yeah, basically it has to be a close game, and you have to come in late. And this one's dribbled up over to Almeida, fires it over to first, and in time for out one. Almeida there in back-to-back innings, showing off the glove. First it was, you know, Carly Eldridge at that second baseman spot. Now it's Elmita right to her right at shortstop. Our infield is playing well. And it always helps when you have good defense, (laughs) you know, from your field players. As a pitcher, you love that. That's your favorite thing. When your teammates go out there and they make all these crazy plays, you you have nothing but respect for for your whole team. And it looks like we have a a batting change. For Jolie Fish, it looks like it's going to be number 24. Is that what it says up there? Lauren Foster. Yes. I did hear the PA guy say Foster. So it's now Lauren Foster up to bat for Jolie Fish, pinch hitting. And she looks at ball one. Taking a look at Foster's stats. James this year in four at bat. She has two hits. So she does have a 500 batting average so far. Takes a look at ball two. And that's the thing about, you know, maybe Wisconsin's not a powerhouse in softball like Oklahoma is. Um, But it's still the Big Ten at the end of the day. It's still a massive conference for a collegiate team. So... Even though the players don't get the at-bats, I mean, they're still going to have that skill. I mean, it's still tough to make a Big Ten Division I uh, program roster, and this one's going to get hit, 
out of play over to the right side. It's probably one of the best sounds of the day we've had, you know, off the ball bat. going off the bat. You know, the first one far and away is the home run from Rachel Campbell. But, you know, that might be in the running for second, third, top five. <laughs> yeah, just wait till we're actually there. She takes a swing, and this is going to get by into left field. So three for five on the season now for Foster, hitting 600. And, you know, maybe the coach is going to start saying, it. hey, maybe she needs to start getting some more at-bats. I mean, three hits is not much. And five at-bats, though. But when you're looking at some of these other players, I mean, four hits and 36 at-bats, that's Cuffle. I mean, five hits and 33 at-bats, that's Coomer. I mean, three hits and 15 at-bats from Schlosser. Three hits and, you know, 18 from Hurst. So. And this is over to two. And off the glove into right field, the runner's going to advance over to third. Yikes. And that's going to be an error on Lockard. And a little dribbler over there. She picked it up off the bounce and then oh. just was trying to go too fast. And cost herself an error. So now we have throwing it way too high. Runners on the corners once again. This is a good position though for Dixie State still. I mean it's not the end of the world. I mean Simpkins is out right now chatting it up. He's still got a two run lead in the bottom of the fifth, still with one out, and so maybe you give up a run there to the gal on third base. But after that, if you can close it out and still be up one run heading into the top of the sixth, I think I think you would like that. And that was uh, Schlosser that time who so made the play difficult and got a fielder's choice there because Lockhart attempted to throw it to second, but it's still an error on Lockhart. Now, I don't know. Can you take a look at that? to scorekeeping and see how many errors that they have officially put up. Yes, I'll take a peek at that, James. And Simpkins with the extended conversation with his infield, probably explaining to them what, you know, the strategy needs to be here with runners on the corners. Are they going to do the same thing to them in regards of sending that runner from first to second and then the runner from third to home? What are they going to do there? You know, that's probably what they're talking about in there. Three errors for Dixie State compared to zero for Wisconsin. It's 11 to 6, the hit comparison in favor of the Trailblazers. But the errors have really made the difference in this game. Huge. So, Delinsky with the pitch, and that's going to be low. But Wisconsin probably going to try and do what Dixie State did to them. With the double steal tactic. And, I mean, you go back to those errors. I mean, Den Hart with one, Crawford with one, and now Lockhart I think this third. is a pinch hitter. I think you're right. It's Megan Donahue. Who is pinch hitting for McClesh. Megan Donahue looking for her second hit. In her 15th at-bat. And squaring up for the bunt and foul. So trying to do the suicide squeeze. 
but unsuccessful that time. So runners go back to the corners. Don, who's coming in for Miklesh. So here is the one-two. Uh-oh. And a wild pitch going into the backstop. And runner going to third, however, it's is out. thrown out at third, trying to do too much that time. But, however, one run does come across, and it looks like the coach for the Badgers arguing the call there. And that one way too high. Definitely got away from Delinsky there. Your catcher really had no shot. Campbell quickly rushes over and makes one heck of a play. Yeah, look at here. They're, they're doing the rewind for us. And they're still going to say two away. The out will so, stand, but the run did score. Wild pitch. So we got two away, and this one is hit towards the left side. And that's going to be foul. So just a one-run game now, 6-5 to five, Dixie State on top of Wisconsin. And we have Kate Dolinsky now trying to end this inning before Wisconsin does any more damage than they've already done. This off-speed pitch misses outside, so full count now for, for Donahue. This is the biggest pitch of the game, folks. 6-5 game. Bottom of the fifth, two outs, full count. This one matters. And swung on, and this is going to be high and foul. And every pitch here remaining in this count will be huge. I mean, this one could go really either way. Full count pitch and right down the middle, but popped up. Going back to center field. Kiss that baby goodbye. Three, two, full count. Two away pinch hitter for the Badgers. Megan Donahue says solo shot. I'm taking this myself. James, that was that was a rare hit there. Donahue this season had just one hit. And in her second hit, in her 15th at bat. It's her first home run of the year. You know, and that's the best time for it to happen, really. (laughs) (laughs) Right when they needed her most in the biggest play of the game, and it's all tied up at six. So now up to the plate now is Kristana Angelopoulos, who is 0 for 1, and then came in and got pinch hit for her. So now she's back out there. It's the same thing yeah, with the Coomer, pinch running. Coomer, Coomer came, in. came in for her the second at bat, but Angelopoulos back. So tie, all tied at six now as Angelopoulos hits that one towards third base side and quickly down now 0-2 in the hole. 
of course, Angelopoulos. You know, when looking at her her name on the roster, James, they have to uh, give her two spots. They have to give her two spots for her name. You know, if you were making a spreadsheet for her, you'd have to drop down, press the enter button. <laughs> and she is 7-7 average on the year. Just three hits in 39 at-bats. Yikes. So the 1-2 pitch and swung on and hit towards first and... Did that hit off the bag? I believe it might have actually hit off of the first baseman off her glove. Let's take another look here, but yeah, it bounced right off of her glove. Is that an error? That is indeed an error for oh. Hugh Banks. So that is the fourth error of the afternoon. So Hugh Banks joining along Lockhart, Crawford, and Denhard. In the error club. And nearly a passed ball again. And this game is starting to oh, slip man. away from Dixie State. I mean, they were just up 6-2 to two in the third inning. And the just the, you know, unorthodox errors have really been, you know, really shooting themselves in the foot. Exactly. And this one, same location, high and outside now 2-0. and oh, And I think... You know, Simpkins has to be, you know, signaling towards someone in the dugout, hey, start warming up because Delinsky been kind of shaky last couple of batters. I would agree, James, looking at the 2022 Swung on and missed. Going back over the wall. A two-run shot for Kuffle. And the route continues for the Badgers. And Delinsky throwing a meatball right down the middle, and Kuffel said, yep, as that one clears the fence by about I mean, three feet. James, let's put this one in perspective. I mean, Donahue just got her second hit of the year. She has a 71 batting average. That time, Brooke Kuffel, who has a 152 average, got her sixth hit in 30 three at-bats, or 34th or plus. And James, that was also her first home run of the year. So Easter coming a little early for the Badgers, would you think? A couple first-timers. <laughs> Getting that golden egg. So all of a sudden, Wisconsin has an 8-6 lead in a blink of an eye. And Delinsky now behind 2-0 and and Simpkins, I mean... He's got he's to get someone else in there because this is, this is not a good look. And it looks like he actually might be sending someone there right now. And this one might have kissed the outside part of the plate, but it hits in for a strike. So two and one now the count. But Dixie State was in control of this game early on and just saw it slip away from them. 6-3 lead. And swung on for strike two. That was a good hack that time. And she was going for the fences, trying to make it three in a row. It was actually a 6-2 lead, James. So here's Delinsky now trying to end this inning. 
with the pitch. And this one's going to be dribbled up. Campbell over to pick it up in time. No, not in time. And that's going to be Conwent who used every inch of that frame to get over to first in time. Yikes. Swing and bunt. Perfect place ball. Third baseman couldn't get there. Catcher had to try to make the play. Dixie State just can't get anything to go. And there is a pitching change for Dixie State. And we're going to see who it is right here. But I believe Delinsky's day is done. And it looks like that Shea Clements in the huddle right there rallying the team together saying, we got this, guys. At this point, I mean, Dixie State, if they're able to come back from this, this would be a big-time comeback given the momentum swing. So no pitching change. It's still Delinsky in there. Wow. And now it is going to be Ellie Hubbard again, who had a double in her last plate appearance. And this is swung on and blooped. Over to third base and another base hit. Man. And the route is going on right now, Jacob. I mean, how many hits this inning alone? We have one, two, three, four. That's the fifth hit allowed by Delinsky so far this inning. I mean, I, I mean, after a certain point, I mean, I think you've seen enough. But Randy Simpkins keeping Delinsky in there. And this one, again, hit over to left field. And no runners are going to come home. But six hits now in this inning for the Badgers. And things just keep getting uglier for Dixie State. So take me through this, James. Who'd we start off with? Was it was It, it was Conwent. Oh, your scorecard's all messed up. <laughs> We're at the fourth batter in the lineup now. <laughs> We've had three straight singles, and now it is Peyton Bannon. Now it's Bannon up to the plate with the... Didn't didn't Foster start with a single in the fifth? No, Bannon did. She grounded out. Yeah, that's how I have it. Bannon started out the inning with a ground out. Mm -hmm. Then it was Foster with the single. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Schlosser with the single. Okay, yeah. Schlosser had a fly out. Okay. Donahue with the home run. Yeah, Donahue and then Cuffle. And then Coomer in between? No, it was Angelopoulos. Coomer didn't. It was just a pinch hit for the second at bat. Okay, and Angelopoulos went. With, she had an error by the first baseman that hit her glove. So we've had a lot of action here. <laughs> Yikes. In the bottom of the get fifth inning. Up. Yeah, there's been one, two, three, four, five, six hits. In this, and we do have a pitching change in for Dixie State. It's going to be Ashton Barley. I believe that's how you say it, Barley. But she's been on this roster for a couple of years now. She's a redshirt junior out of Syracuse, Utah. Yes, Ashton Bowerly. Bowerly. Not the greatest CRA so far this year, 969. 0-2 record, has started three games. This is her 10th appearance. And what a f- 
What a way to come into this one. Bases loaded and you have to ask to get one out here. Yikes. I mean, this game could be blown wide open. And this one's going to be high, so 2-0. But a lefty now for Dixie State maybe throws you off just a little bit if you're the Badgers. Yeah, lots of pressure here on Ashton. Hoping she can convert. And this one low for ball three and in jeopardy now walking home yet another run. And James, I could be wrong, but I don't think Delinsky got a strikeout. There's been one strikeout this game, and this pitch is right down the middle now for 3-1 count. And I don't think Dixie State has struck out either. There's been one. Rubio. Total. Rubio. No, Rubio oh. struck out once. You're right. So there's been two total strikeouts in this game. There's been more errors than strikeouts. By a mile. And this one is going to be low. and That looked good to me. And that's going to bring home a run. Conwent comes around to score. And 9-6, to six, the Badgers extend their lead. Umps call at the end of the day. I thought that was a pretty clean pitch. So Even now... It's going to be it's going to be Lauren Foster, who earlier in this at bat singled, or earlier in this inning, should I say? Yeah, we don't even have room on the scorecard anymore. You just snake it like this. You snake it. You snake it. See where the dark parts are? That's the end of the inning. Interesting. And this one's going to float in there to even the count now at one apiece. <laughs> and the 1-1 pitch. And swung on, hit into center field. That brings home one. Then one around, and another scores for Wisconsin. And this has been blown wide open, folks. James, the Badgers are on a 9 nothing run in this ballgame after that sequence. It's, it's getting out of hand. The pitching was off to a great start. I don't know if there was some sort of motivational speech <laughs> in the dugout You know there. what it is? They found out that their men's basketball team still made the tournament. That's probably what it was. <laughs> Yvette Huey. The coach of the Badgers had to have some huge speech there. So 11-6 to six now, Wisconsin on top. And it was a 6-2 game. And it was 6-2. to two. Heading into... Heading into this inning. No, it was heading into the bottom of the fourth. It was 6-2. to two. It was 6-3 to three coming into this inning. They've scored eight six. runs in they this had, inning. They had two runs in the bottom of the fourth. So they have had seven this inning. Seven this inning. Okay. So it is a 1-1 count. And Schlosser, she is two for three in this game. James, this is the breaking news that you've been destined to hear. Oh, no. Tom Brady says he will return for another season. Realize my place is still on the field. And not in the stands. Oh, no. The boogeyman isn't gone. Wow. 
I thought you were going to say something about the Colts again. Now, that's the second time you've told me something like that, and I think it's for one of my teams. We got a double steal attempt here from Wisconsin, and it is successful as another run comes across the board for the Badgers. I mean, this is just this is just comedy at this point, James, and we can't do anything here but laugh. I mean, Galinsky came in, nightmare start to the inning, Bowerly, I mean... You put hair in a position like this, it's no, not going to get much better. You know, better. sometimes it's just not your day. and But and, it was our day. It, it's just not our second half of the afternoon. <laughs> it's, not our fifth, mean, it's not our fifth inning. <laughs> Jeez. Eight runs now in this in this inning. It's a 10-0 run. I mean, James, that's why I cracked the mercy rule joke. Well, the they got Badgers sc- can really pour it I on. I mean, they got to score four more runs. This one's slapped on. I mean, that's and- looking like... Probable at this point with this run. I mean, Dixie State has been at two outs forever now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight batters now with two outs. I think that's more credit to the Badgers than it is discrediting Dixie State because you got to be able to stay alive. And this one is hit and blooped into the dugout and foul. So still riding a full count here. And there's, you know, when I showed up to call my first game of baseball, softball, I realized, I was like, why is nobody parked close to the stadium? <laughs> and then I realized, you know, there's a reason for that. Foul mm-hmm. balls go behind the fans and into the parking lot all the times it just did. So this one is swung on late, and it goes into the third base dugout once again. So Schlosser... Putting up a battle now in this at bat, looking for her third hit of the contest. And this inning's just made me give up on the scorecard completely, James. I mean, I, <laughs> I just don't know what to do. I can't, I can't keep writing over the same, the same stats. Here we go, and over to first is Almeida throwing the runner out, and finally, Jacob, the inning is <laughs> over. Now I'm going to go ahead and try and do the inning recap. <laughs> We've had eight runs on six hits, one error, and one left on base. So it is a 12-6 to six lead now for the Badgers going to the top of the sixth inning. We'll be right back here on The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Yes, welcome on back. Jacob Zimmerman, James Guerin here on the call. Dixie State softball 
on the Blaze. We call it 91-3, the place to be for all things Dixie State Athletics. It's baseball and softball season now. Trailblazer basketball has came to a close. And what was a 6-2 lead in Carl Brooks Field heading into the bottom of the fourth. All of a sudden, we're now fast forward a little bit. Top of the sixth, and the score is 12-6 in favor of the Badgers. So after the, you know, maybe the worst inning we've ever witnessed, we're here in the top of the sixth. So Campbell quickly grounds this one out over to the first base side. And quickly, one pitch, one away. And Dixie State. Then that's not what you need. That's not what you need down six. No, maybe they're just trying to get out of here. You know, trying to clean up Dixie State tournament. Two and two is not bad, but, I mean, in this fashion, with how they were leading it, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, sometimes it happens. That's sports, though. I mean, look at all the crazy stuff that's happened in March Madness. I mean, people blowing 15-point leads, huge upsets going on. Tip of the iceberg. The tournament has not even started. It hasn't even started today. It's actually Selection Sunday. Actually, it might be going on right now as we speak. It's about to be... uh, It's about to be quite an interesting time for me and you. <laughs> About to hit the study room on the tournament. Yes, we are. So 0 and 2 now the count, one away. And Crawford looks at that one outside. A good framework job that time. From Angelopoulos. Man, Angelopoulos. Goes along with the crazy names we've heard. There was a girl from the Badgers. And there was this crazy town. You missed it. We were covering this in like the second inning or whatever. <laughs> Okonomowoc is the name of a you know a place in Wisconsin. And whoa, watch out. That one's inside. And Crawford has to move out of the way of that one. There's all kinds of weird names though in Wisconsin. I mean, I've I know a place called Oshkosh. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, there's just some weird there's just some weird named cities in Wisconsin. You know, and I'm sure if you, like, went to your Snapchat map and Crawford swings and strikes out. So just the third strikeout total of the game. And just like that, two strike or two outs now for Dixie State. Well, you know, my scorecard for Dixie State is accurate, James. <laughs> but when you look across, I've just kind of completely scribbled out the entire fifth inning <laughs> when it comes to the Badgers. That's so why you got to snake it, my all guy. All success. You got to snake it. But when you snake it, then you don't keep up with the inning. Yeah, you do. That's why I have them dark lines under there. Let's me know when the inning switches. I guess. And slap chop over to third base. Flicks it over to first. And there's a pass ball. Rounding first and ending up at second is Rubio. And finally, a little bit of life in the first error of the day for Wisconsin. Yeah, the little bit of light when you're going to bed and your mom tucks you in as your doors creep in. You see the light into the hallway, and then it just slams shut. I mean, Dixie State, the last little bit of light before they go goodnight. So that will be an error on the third baseman that time.
And that one going to be outside for ball one. And it's going to be Carly Eldridge, who is one for three today. And this is going to hit the outside corner to even things up here. Eldridge this year, second best batter statistically, 3-5-1 average, 20 hits. A couple trailblazers in that 20-hit club this year. She's one of them, one of five. And Eldridge Young has made some great plays in the field today, looking for her ninth RBI. And that's going to be a bunt. And a well-executed bunt that time from Eldridge. She advances the runner, and she gets safe. There was a swinging bunt, actually, that stayed in play. So now we have runners on the corner for Dixie State and Hannah Hughbanks now, the most dangerous hitter for Dixie State now in the box. Yeah, Hughbanks could get back to that fire that she had last year with the insane... ERA up in the 390s. And Hugh Banks with not quite the similar success this season. Still, I think, you know, softball is a sport of trust in these situations. You trust your veterans. You trust who's been around a long time. And you've seen it do it time and time again. And Hannah's one of those. And this one's going to be inside. Eubanks looks at ball one. Now, you think with two outs, you think they even try the double steal? or well, One goes for second. I mean, Eldridge does out. have some speed on her over at first base. And that one painted in there nicely. You know, I think she can have it in mind, and she's got to wait for a pitch that, you know, the right one. You know, if she... Maybe sees it release, and right away she thinks it's slow, then she can take off. But And this one's hit over to the third base side and fouls a little behind that time. But, I mean, with two outs here, I guess you play the game of do you risk it? Do you go for the home run? I mean, literally and figuratively in this situation. Because... I mean, just a couple hits here and there is not going to bring you back. You almost got to swing for the fences. And this one is going to be fouled off yet again. But sometimes, you know, you need those big swings. But then you do like those rallies, kind of like how Wisconsin did last inning, or three three straight hits in a row. But they did have two home runs. One of them was a was a two run shot. Yeah, one of them was a two run. Well, they both were. No, one was a solo. One was a solo. Oh, it was empty. Okay. So that one outside. Two and two now the count. And maybe, you know, getting on base here puts a lot of pressure on Justman, who has really kind of held her own since she has settled down. Oh, big gust of wind there. And this is going to get hit towards first. Tags the first base. And the side is retired for Dixie State. So we got a one hit, one error, no walks, and two runners left on base. We got to rem- we got to remind our audience, you know, who didn't catch the beginning of this game, 
You know, Ava Justman, you would think she's been on the mound the entire game and got the start. She actually came in in the first inning when there was just one out so far. It was Tessa Magnamimo who got the start, but Dixie State had three doubles and got two runs. So Justman has actually only given up four runs herself. That was early on, though. Yeah. That was still in the third inning. Second, third inning. Four things changed. 12 to 6, your score. We'll probably just keep it here. They're about to start it up anyway. But look at that view, though. You know, daylight savings just happened. So it's going to get darker at 8, 8.30 now. Awesome. I'm so over it getting dark at 6.30. That's why our station was (laughs) off today. Yeah. (laughs) The the daylight savings time messed with our program. And for about 12 full hours hours there, we were just (laughs) off air and... You know, it's a good thing me and you selected today as the day to do the broadcast, James, because I don't know if anyone would have saved the station. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Sean wasn't in here by the time we got in here today. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's spring break. Aren't we supposed to be the ones out of town? Yeah, spring break. Starting today. Well, technically, technically Friday. What are, you, what are you up to this, I mean, this week, James? Probably just working getting ready for summer sales again you know and this one is going to be fouled it's going to be mcclesh so donahue steps in for pinch hits hits the home run and goes back to the bench (laughs) that was that was still that still just blows my mind how those home runs from couple and donahue and basically they're like third and fourth hits in the entire (laughs) season i mean these, these these gals aren't too great and this one gets hit. And the left fielder snags that one. That will be Rubio over in left. And a good first out here early. I've told you what I'm doing for spring break, yeah? Later in the week? Maybe. My sister's getting married. Oh, awesome. In Florida. Yep. You're flying to Florida. Wow. And on down there, I'm going to get awesome. a little sun. <laughs> Might be way warmer down there. Oh, it is. This pitch is outside from Barley. Be nice. We'll go there. It'll be slightly too hot. We'll come back and it'll be perfect for about a month or two. And then it'll be, you know, desert season. I think like closer to June because May gets pretty hot, but it doesn't get unbearable down here in St. George. And that off speed pitch, man, finds the inside corner and in there for a strike. I mean, that's the nice thing about these softball baseball broadcasts is, you know, we cover the game. We give you all you need to know. But it kind of also turns into a little little talk show. As well. Yeah. And this one's going to get hit. And that's going to be Almeida throwing it over to first. And in time. I've seen that play like four times a day. I mean, Almeida has been absolutely great. I mean, Eldridge and her have shown off the glove today. Haven't had a whole lot of opportunities. A lot of those balls have just been flown 30 feet over their head. Well, it, Almeida can cover a lot of ground. She sure can. And she can fired it over there to first base. So She's your best hitter this year. Best hitter. Seems like she's your best fielder, too. I mean, she's making all kinds of plays over there at shortstop. So now we got up to the bat, Brooke Cuffle, who homered, who homered in her last at bat. This one's going to get tripled over to first. Picks it up nicely. Steps on the bag. And Jacob, one, two, three inning. 
after that nightmarish fifth inning. So still 12-6 Wisconsin leading over Dixie State. We'll be right back here on The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Thanks for asking, but I'd rather not send you nude pictures. I'm camera shy. I already said no. Under my clothes, I'm a robot. My webcam is broken. I'm worried they'll get passed around school. I have a rash. I have nudophobia. I have lizard skin. I'm a vampire, so I don't show up in pictures anyways. Your badgering has really killed the mood. When someone is pressuring you to do something you don't want to, how many ways can you say no before they get the message? Let us know at thatsnotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Oh yeah, we're back. This could be the last three outs of the whole game. Unless Dixie State goes on a comeback of a lifetime. You know, if they just have... The same run that Wisconsin had in the fifth, but they scored eight runs. And Dixie State could walk away with a W. But it's 12 to 6, top of the seventh. We go. And Dixie State is going to have Shea Clements started off. Clements, a double, a single. Is this only her third at bat? This is her fourth at bat. She had a single, she had and a then fly she out. had a fly out in her second at bat. This one in the dirt. Man, I mean, it was a really hot start for Dixie State. Rachel Campbell had that home run. We were feeling it. You know, we were pleasantly surprised. We were. Had a nice four-point cushion. You know, things kind of not go our way. A couple errors there, a couple errors here allowed them to crawl back. And, you know, maybe without a couple of those errors, maybe without those errors at all, this is only a two-run game. But, you know, you throw those errors into it right before that big-time run, and it's a six-run game instead. And this one swung on. Center field goes back to the wall. God, a home run for Shea Clements. And on the season, that is her fifth. Home run leading the team. Bombs away, baby. That one shot up into the clouds for sure right away. And that one Over goes the past trees. the palm trees. Look at that. Over the trees. Look, the outfielders for Wisconsin are like, wow. <laughs> so just like that, one run closer. And now that is a 12-7 lead for Wisconsin. I think, you know, there's plenty of bright spots in this game. You know, the final score might not show you what you would want to see, but, you know, there was a lot of stuff, you know, in between the lines that you got to be satisfied, especially with the offense. Yeah, the offense is there. Really the most important takeaway from this game, you know, it has to be the errors. I mean, four errors, it's pretty much like turnovers in a basketball game. The more turnovers you have, you're not going to win. It's like turnover in football. They're even more important in football. (laughs) And that wow. one was a good hack at 
<laughs> at that pitch. And I'm, that one almost looked like a home run camera, you know, when they zoom in on the batter. <laughs> and it just it kind of looked like one of those, but instead a foul ball. That would have been nice timing from the crew over there on Carl Brooks Field. I believe we still have Ava Justman on the mound. And, you know, when you got to think of who would be the player of the game here, she might be the first one to come to mind. I don't know. I mean, she only has a couple of strikeouts. You know, she's given up four runs. I would say you got to give it to. Uh, I mean, we're not we're not there yet, but we can think about it over the break. And this one is hit softly towards third base, and nearly having to come off wow. the bag that time. And small collision over at first, but Lockard is thrown out. I mean, you could give it to uh, Donahue for the one-hit wonder. <laughs> I don't know who you, uh, who else you would give it to. Oakley Trap now is in the batter's box, and she is 0 for 3 with a pop-out, fly-out, and an error. And this one's hit right back up the middle, base hit. So getting her first hit on the afternoon is Oakley Trap. And here we go, rally time. And that pitch met beautifully right back to the pitcher. A little nutmeg there. No chance from the short or the second. And that's just textbook contact. And the dangerous Almeida now. Up to plate, up to the bat. And she's two walks and a ground out, so she's 0 for 1 so far today, leading the team in batting average. Slugging percentage at 464. Gets on base 48% of the time. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That is crazy. And it's all those walks. Oh, right down the middle for the strike, and Almeida knows it. Yeah, OBS plus slugging. I mean, we're on base percentage plus slugging. That's kind of the new stat in baseball. I just want to know, you know, where do you get on? How often? You know, kind of your team, James, the A's. You know, I saw that Moneyball movie, and... (laughs) Ever since I saw that, changed my perspective on the sport a bit. Yeah, but it's not. Does it actually work, though? He gets on base. Does it actually work? No, because they have not won anything since they started doing that. Hey, they went on that run, though. Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything without a ring. And this one's hit, making contacts. Flipped over to second, out, but the throw over to first, not in time. So no double play there. And. The Trailblazers down to their final out here in the afternoon. Yep, Alameda, the best hitter for Dixie State, made contact right to short. The little flip of the wrist. That's a beautiful little play there from Ellie Hubert. So now it's going to be Rachel Campbell in what could be the final at bat here in the afternoon for Dixie State. Two for three with that home run and a single. And the off-speed pitch finds the middle of the zone there, 0-1. 
So 12-7, Wisconsin on top. And this one is blooped over to center field. Easy catch. And just like that, the game is over. Wisconsin takes the lead 12-7. We take one more look at this replay. A little chopper and no problem for the center fielder. So 12-7. We'll be right back with the post-game show with our final thoughts about this matchup here in, in Carl Brooksville. We'll be right back. Here on 91.3 The Blaze. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. You are round MVP. Yeah, man. Yo, Drew, I finally got round MVP. Round MVP. No way. That was some ownage. Finally earning round MVP takes determination. So will getting into college. I've got what it takes. So do you. Visit knowhowtogo.org to learn what you should be doing right now to prepare for college. Start taking the steps at knowhowtogo.org. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation, and the Ag Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Yeah, this is what we call the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln post-game show here on 91.3. The place to be for all things Dixie State Athletics. You know, even after broadcasts are done or before the game or at half, we got... Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln sponsoring this post-game show. Dixie State just wrapping up a game, a softball game, where they lost 12-7 against the visiting Wisconsin Badgers. And that's going to do it for the Dixie State tournament. DSU goes 2-2 two two in the series. Southern Utah, 3-1 win. New Mexico, a 6-7 loss. Maine, a 14-6 win in six innings. And after the top of the seventh, this one came to a close. Obviously, you know, the the main talking point of this one is going to be that bottom of the fifth inning. And even the inning before that, a 10-0 run there from the Badgers before Dixie State had one run there in the top of the seventh to close it out with Shea Clemens' home run. Dixie had a hot start in this one. They were up 6-2. They were rolling. They were getting great pitching from Deadheart. Then she gets a little tired. A couple errors here and there that really cost the Dixie State, brought the Badgers back in it. Then Kate Delinsky takes the mound. Unfortunately, you know, with the pitching changes, one good. Ava Justman uh, coming in for the Badgers, one bad. Delinsky, you know, kind of not able to salvage Dixie State there. And then the bottom of the fifth happened where eight runs scored. It was a nightmare. I just crossed out my entire score sheet there in the fifth. There was no point in keeping up with that one. Home runs all around. I mean, uh, Donahue got one. Kuffle got one. And boy, this one was a game that Dixie State let get away from them. I think if you look at the team stats from up and down, you, uh, nope, go back to, you, you're right there. Mm-hmm. Look at the errors. Four errors. For Dixie State, one for Wisconsin. Dixie State had more hits in this game than Wisconsin. 15 hits for Dixie State, only 12 
for Wisconsin. Wow. Three. So not only did Dixie State have more extra base hits, but they had uh, less earned runs. Look at that. Three earned runs, Jacob, and they gave up 12. That's going to be the biggest issue in this game, and that and that's what Coach Simpkins is going to talk to to his squad about. Is the you give up twelve runs, but only three of them are earned. I mean, that is that is massive. That is that's almost unheard of. I mean, you give up three unearned, you're, you're winning pretty much ninety percent of those games. But the errors is is what really made the difference here in this game. You could say it was all the hits that Wisconsin rallied up in the fifth inning. You could say it was that, you know, the slaughter fest from them <laughs> as well. But, no, it was Dixie State. I mean, they, they were in control of this game. Everything was going their way. And then the errors, you know, the mental errors just really cost them the game. Before we get to our player of the game award, let's highlight Dixie State a little bit. I thought, you know, two gloves really stood out in the infield. Your shortstop, your second baseman, those being uh, – Carly Eldridge at that second spot. And then from short, I mean, I thought Lauren Almeida did a pretty solid job there. I feel like I saw the same play happen like four times in a row where she had to run to the left, scoop it up with a glove, set her feet, and throw it. And, you know, she's a nice player on offense and defense. And so Dixie State, you know, I think their offense did well overall. Those two two runs, you know, each for Almeida and Campbell. And then, of course, Rachel Campbell had that nice, you know, was it a solo two-run shot? I forget, but she made great contact in the left field. Maybe the best sound we heard all afternoon. I mean, you got three hit performances from Clemens, who had a home run as well there late in the ball game, and Eldridge. So as far as Dixie State's concerned, probably Carly Eldridge, your freshman, looked the best out of all the players. Uh, especially on the fielding side, absolutely. I mean, making those acrobatic plays, jumping, diving, it doesn't matter. She was doing it all. Um, but this isn't this isn't who Dixie State is. They fall to eight and fourteen on the year, seven and five uh, at home at Carl Brooks Field. Uh, what do we have next for Dixie State softball? Who do they have coming up later in this week? A rematch versus Southern Utah. They just beat them on Thursday, three to one. They'll be in Carl Brooks Field again for a regular season matchup. Awesome, and then UVU comes into town so a lot this. of in-state rivalries we gotta we gotta call we gotta call some of these oh that's actually also the start of whack conference play utah valley coming into town you know i'm gonna be there down on the field for that one absolutely i cannot wait all right let's get to the player of the game for wisconsin who are we thinking here james well, there's really two players that you could kind of look at. I mean, both players that brought in two RBIs. I mean, you got to give props to the pinch hitter, Foster for Wisconsin. I mean, two at-bats, two hits, two RBIs, and a stolen base. I mean, that's a pretty good resume for not even being in the starting lineup. But then you could also go and look at Kuffel, who played short today. She had one hit which was the two-run home run, which was a moonshot. Yes. And I, I think that's why I'm going to give it to Brooke Cuffle. Your Ken Garf St. George Fordling player of the game, Brooke Cuffle, that, that two-run shot she had was just simply the tagger, James. That one really turned the tide, put it out of reach for Dixie State. 
and Cuffle as a player who, I mean, really has kind of struggled this season. Let's be real, looking at her stats. 1-1-1 was her batting average. Gots, you know, came in with four hits. She'll now have five. But more importantly, Cuffle will have now her 12th RBI and her first HR. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to Dixie State. I mean, they showed really good signs today. There were flashes that, you know, that, hey, this is the better team. But when you shoot yourself, a common saying, but when you shoot yourself in the home foot, you know, it's just, it's it's really hard to win when you're basically giving the other team extra, you know, extra plays, extra reasons to uh, opportunities to come out with the win. So this isn't the... Bottom for Dixie State. I think you can take some oh, take away a lot of good things from this game, uh, but for Wisconsin, they showed that they were the better team today. Dixie State will fall twelve to seven to the Wisconsin Badgers, rounding out the Dixie State tournament. On to whack play we go. That's going to do it for the Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln post game show here on the Blaze. For Jacob Zimmerman, for James Guerin, we're signing off. Stay sporty, St. George. Back to the music. You've been listening to Dixie State Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze. Brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information about Dixie State Athletics, go to DixieStateAthletics.com. Thanks for listening to DSU Athletics on 91.3 The Blaze.